Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, about 13 minutes usually, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us focused on a relationship with God and upon God's Word, helping us to grow in faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help people in your life by sharing these studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means, with family members and friends and work associates and neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help them grow in their faith. Help them come closer to God. Make that commitment today. We're going to continue, and we're coming toward the end of our study in this particular section of our general theme of heart problems or heart troubles. And we're talking about from a spiritual perspective. We're talking about how we condition our hearts and how we condition our hearts ends up coming out in our actions, in our behavior, in our language, and so on. It's important for us to understand that how we act, what we do, what we become involved in, how we speak, how we think, that's all, those are all products of the heart. Now, we've seen that through a number of different sections in this particular overall theme over quite a number of weeks now. We've talked about as heart troubles, hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, harsh judgments, anger, fear, and weak faith. And in this particular section, we're talking about ingratitude, unfaithfulness, or rather uh, ungratefulness. Well, ingratitude, ungratefulness, those are products of the heart. When somebody has done something for us, but we don't even think about giving, giving them thanks, thanking them for that, or we don't even think about how, how we ought to be grateful to them and express that gratefulness, uh, that lack of proper response is a product of how we've conditioned our heart. When God has blessed us, and he blesses us in so many ways, in ways that we don't even think about, really, but James says in James 1.17 that everything that is truly good in our life, truly good, is a blessing from God. But when we don't even stop and think about, God has blessed me with this, and give God thanks, well, we've got a heart problem there. It's a, it's a problem with our heart. We have not conditioned our heart to respond properly to the blessings that God has blessed us with. So ingratitude, ungratefulness. Now, in the Revelation, we are given a view of the throne room in heaven that seems to indicate that offering God thanks will be an eternal practice of the redeemed. And why should it not be to be in heaven for all of eternity? to be saved through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whom God sent as his son to die on that cross on our behalf to pay the price for the guilt of our sins, we should be eternally grateful. In Revelation chapter 4 and verse 9, we read this, whenever the living beings gave, give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, speaking of God, who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power 
for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Oh, they're offering praise to God, praise to God, and certainly the understanding of thanksgiving coming across in that worship before God. In the seventh chapter of the Revelation, in verses 11 and 12, we read, And the angels stood around the throne, and the elders and the four living beings fell on their face and their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. What a glorious existence that will be in heaven for the saved. And we'll have the opportunity to continually give God thanks for our being there. Until that time, though, while we're still here in this physical life, in this physical world, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We read and are encouraged and instructed in Hebrews 13 and verse 15. One reason for the fall into which such moral moral depravity of those idolaters whom Paul rebuked in the first chapter of his letter to the Romans was their failure to be thankful to God. One reason they became so morally depraved was their failure to be thankful to God. Romans 1 and verse 21. Now, how can we overcome ingratitude and ungratefulness? We've, we've seen, we've studied pretty thoroughly, pretty deeply about our need to be thankful, and we have so much for which to be thankful. Now, how, as we come close to closing this particular study, how can we overcome ingratitude and ungratefulness? We need to discipline ourselves to recognize God's blessings and to purposefully express our thanks to him for them. You know, a person living an openly worldly, sinful life, lifestyle is probably not thinking much about what he has for which to be thankful to God. He's probably not thinking much about expressing his thanks to God because he's living a sinful, worldly lifestyle. And to start thinking about God and God's blessings, well, that runs counter to his general mindset. He's focused on that worldly, sinful lifestyle that he's living. And to start thinking about God to start thinking about how much God has blessed him, to start thinking about how he ought to give thanks to God, well, that's going to uh, cause him problems with his conscience. It's going to become, you know, an annoyance for him. It's going to cause him, you know, to have some, some negative feelings and start, you know, questioning the way he's living. And so he just puts God out of his head for the most part and certainly doesn't think very deeply about all for which he has to be thankful. Consider all of the blessings that you have received from God, physical blessings. Can you walk? Can you get around? Relational blessings. Are you married? Do you have people who love you? Do you have people whom you love? 
and most important, your spiritual blessings. Do you remember that in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, as God was coming to the end of the creation account, he said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let him have dominion over all that we have created, all of the, the life upon this earth? Have you, have you thought about how God made you unique from everything else he made, everything else he created? He created you alone in his image with a spiritual being within your physical body, with a soul, an eternal soul. And thereby, he created you such that you could have the opportunity, even the expectation, to be with him forever in heaven, eternal life, if you will walk with him in faithful obedience through Jesus Christ consistently. God has blessed you in that unique way, that, uh, the most incredible of all blessings, in a piercing way. The psalmist emphasizes this particular point in Psalm 103, and I want to turn over there, and I want to read that. And you might write that down and, and look at it yourself. Psalm 103, and I want us to look at verses 1 through 5. The psalmist wrote, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? So that your your youth, I'm sorry, so that your youth is renewed like the evils. Oh my. We need to be thoughtful about God's blessings upon us. How do we overcome ingratitude and, unfor- and, and ungratefulness? We need to think about purposefully, focus upon how much we have to be thankful for, how much God blesses us. Now, in relation to this, the faithful follower is confronted with the probing question, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Psalm 116, verse 12. What should I give to the Lord for all of the blessings that he has bestowed upon me? Well, what should I give him? There's nothing physical that I could give to God that would really be like payment in full for all his blessings. If I had all of the wealth of the world, that would not begin to compare with the blessings that God bestows upon me, particularly eternal life with him in heaven. What could I do? What could I what service could I give to God that would make me worthy of the blessings that he has bestowed upon me and continues to bestow upon me? You see, I come up short every time, don't I? Anything I could think of would pale by comparison to what God does for me, how he blesses me. So 
what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? The answer is simple, straightforward. Thankfulness. I need to thank God continually. And I need to live a faithful life before him that demonstrates my thankfulness to him continually. We'll conclude our story, our, our study next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, you are so gracious. You are so merciful. You are the blessing giver. You are so benevolent. Father, there's nothing we can do that would begin to give back to you in any way that would be worthy of all that you do for us. But Father, we do thank you. We thank you, we thank you, and we beg you to please continue to bless us in every way. Please be merciful with us, Father. Please forgive us one of the greatest blessings of all. And hear a prayer in Jesus' name, amen.